0: a fucking meaty clap today that i just had
1: yeah i, I discord picked it up this time so it wasn't oh, one of those like like peaking ones it was one of those nice thick it's like it's like when i'm listening to the song fire youngman in ace combat 2 it opens up on like what i'm not kidding you Miles. is the greatest clap ever like the greatest use of two hands combining together Doing, their, uh, doing the equivalent of the fucking fusion dance to create a, a sonic boom of sound. It's fucking perfect. I'm keeping that, by the way. Yeah, you can. What's up, queers? Welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 87. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingma. And joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles! I got one number on the mind right now. Do you know what that
0: is? Is it 27?
1: No, it's 68.7 billion.
0: Okay. Do you want to fill me in on the the joke here? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You don't know? No, of course not. Do I look like... Sam, look at my face. Audience, look at my face. I'm just kidding. Look at the waveforms that represent my face.
1: Do you think... They can't even see Do you think that I know... Do you think I know anything from this face... No, I guess, I guess, I guess not, Miles. I get, I, you really, if, by the way, if any of y'all didn't believe that Miles left Twitter, this is your proof. Miles, I, I'm not, by the way, I'm not, this isn't like a meme or anything, what I'm about to tell you. This is like real, what What I'm about to tell you. Tell me you. what on the blockchain
0: that number represents, because I'm sure <laughs> this is some NFT <laughs> What bullshit, NFT
1: as always. No. Okay, it is okay. not, it, it is not NFT. However, It might play, it might, may or may not play into the metaverse, and it's that Microsoft has acquired Activision for $68.7 billion. Oh,
0: I did see this. I did see this, but I just said, okay,
1: that makes sense, and
0: then I I stopped thinking about
1: it. You know, some of my friends said the same thing to me earlier today, and I mean why I'm over here. Just, just like, sitting on my bed, just, like, reading about all this shit today. Because I live for days like this where just colossal, colossal industry-shifting gaming news drops.
0: Yeah, like you, I mean, e- that's—it is cool. It is really cool to see. It's
1: Yeah, it's just so insane. Again, like, obviously, we could all—we could have a conversation, which I don't want to have because it's fucking boring as fuck about how corporate consolidation is lame and uncool, which I do agree with. But from the games industry analyst perspective, this is the most interesting thing to happen in like years.
0: It it is, but also it's not. And I'll explain why because it is interesting from a pure analysis standpoint. Yes. From Wh- a pure which is
1: my perspective.
0: Yeah, from a pure, what is this going to do for the industry? What does this mean for Blizzard? Like, what, like, what, what does this mean for the economy of games itself? All of this yeah. makes sense. For from a decision standpoint, I'm just like, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, <laughs> they're gonna bail. They're they're bailing all the the rapists out. Uh, they're 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 getting their cut of the money to never work in a video game and never lay hands on a woman ever again. And Microsoft just acquired all these hot IPs that have just Dude, been mistreated God. by a terrible company. Like, like, like it's, it it's one of these things where like from, from a, uh, from a standpoint, like I had friends who were like, why would they do that? I'm like, why the fuck do you think they would do that? You fucking it's, moron.
1: It's so, it, it's so interesting because like, I, I, I kind of understand your friends when they read this news and they see the list of studios and IP, which I'm sure is what was blasted in your friend's face. If they're a bit more on the casual side, I don't, I I don't know your, your people like that, but like, if they were a bit more on the casual side, I can't even necessarily blame them for feeling that way because outside of call of duty, if you don't know anything about King or the people that make candy crush, which is a, has made more money than Call of Duty has. uh yeah. it, it is it is like absurd. They have so ABK has all. They have all this shit on the mobile side that brings in a ton of money. Then on the other side of it. They have Call of Duty very tier one, maybe the most tier one-iest game of all it's it's that um, and Mario
0: that I think are like yeah. like if you ask someone on the street to name a video game, they would either say Mario or Call of Duty first, probably Call of Duty yeah. before Mario even because I think Mario is a multimedia presence y-
1: yeah, I know i I couldn't agree more even though Mario is not
0: a multimedia presence that's kind of the crazy thing about it like Mario has like has an anime Mario has a film coming out, but like really. Oh, and he's got a theme park. But, like, really, Mario doesn't have a, a hit mainstream show the way that Pokemon does. Mario doesn't have toys the way that Pokemon does. You know, Mario Mario is mostly in the game sphere still. Whereas Pokemon yeah. is this fucking conglomerate. Like, I'll say this much. There is yeah. not.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There is not a YouTube channel that I'm subscribed to called Mario Kids TV. Uh, yep. Yeah. There is Pokemon Kids TV, which is literally just adults in in Pokemon costumes singing, like, London Bridge, like, for, like, babies, that I'm subscribed to because I thought it was where they posted the animations. And (laughs) and I said, you know what? I'm staying here. Maybe one day I'll be having a really bad day and I'll just need to watch a bunch of adorable Pokemon content made for four-year-olds.
1: But but uh, but but back to but back to the the point about your friends outside of of, oh, but, of call of the duty the point i wanted to make is that they are yeah. not
0: tier 1 gamers i would say they're tier 3 gamers
1: and here and that's the thing if you're a tier 3 gamer that doesn't really care about call of duty like and you too have felt again you you were ranked as the number one people we feel bad for in 2021 the blizzard fans and then, like if you're in maybe that group Like, this is kind of, like, nothing but, like, a W for you. Like, it's in some ways. but It is, but,
0: like, the thing is, I think a lot of them are thinking about it too politically. They're thinking that these bad eggs from blizzard and activision are going to be coming on with microsoft no the first thing microsoft is going to do is they're going to fire fucking a bunch of people they're going to fire a bunch of people and they're going to put microsoft people in their places yeah and and their severance deals are probably going to be much nicer than they deserve oh, But yeah. these people will not be working on your games anymore uh they probably will never work on another game ever again
1: yeah, they'll be chilling on fucking Epstein's island. Like, yeah, they'll be, <laughs> they'll be chilling on smoothie. Epstein Island. Like, they're they're
0: going to they're going to Jaffe Island next. <laughs> Jaffe Island, where all the yeah, complete where fucks. they all complain about Metroid Dread. You know, you know, you know what I realized, Sam. You know, you know something. Yeah. Someone posted a a fucking old Cliff Blazinski tweet. Cliff Blazinski, by the oh, way, is hell my yeah. favorite. He is yeah. my favorite schlock clown in video games. I think I like Cliff Blazinski more than Randy Pitchford and Ken Levine as far as schlock clowns go. Like, just like, just complete hacks who clearly are not hacks, but they all, they have the brain of a hack. Like, like where where they made these successful things, but they clearly made them without thinking about how to make them and then when they actually have to like put the pedal to the metal and come up with a lucrative idea they're they prove themselves to be a hack again randy pitchford ken levine and cliff Blazinski are kind of all in this same camp where they are men with massive success but they don't think like successful men
1: yeah it, does that I, make yeah, sense i mean like i, I mean the cliff is cliff Blazinski is really interesting to me as a, he as has a the character. most hits that's the big thing. He's got the most hits of
0: the three hacks of the three hacks Because frogs, I, I don't e-
1: to the point where like I, I would even like disagree. I don't really think Cliff Cliff Blazinski is a hack. I definitely think Randy is a fucking
0: hack. Hack and, is a uh, mentality though. Hack is not is not an output, right? Because the thing about Cliff Blazinski that I realize that that makes me realize he's a hack, um, is that he is. He is insecure about his own position in the video game space, which is hilarious. So this, there's a thing that you can do to spot a hack in the filmmaking world. To spot a hack in the filmmaking world, find the guy whose opinion on Pulp Fiction, Schindler's List, uh, E. T., you know, whatever, um, Jaws fucking you know whatever all these movies is that they're mid or that they're garbage or that they're overrated or that they're dare i say passe that these great films are passe that's how you know that that's a hack and cliff Blazinski does nothing but have hack opinions like uh like when he said isn't it really great that roger ebert died on the same day bioshock infinite released?" that's my favorite tweet (laughs) of all time where it's like clearly you like you are so the thing, the tweet that went around was, was him saying after, from the Ego Raptor sequelitis video that he got into an argument with his wife about Ocarina of Time and he was like mad at her that she was defending Ocarina of Time. And all he could muster to tweet his opinion was Z targeting was a terrible idea that Halo fixed elegantly. And I was like, what
1: the fuck? Like even uh, here,
0: even if you don't like Aggren
1: of time, is he comparing? Wait, okay, so hold on, is he comparing Z targeting to ag- to just aiming a weapon in first person?
0: <laughs> yes, and like, and you need to you need to understand the level of hackery it takes to have that, not just have that thought, but and not just have that thought and tell it to your wife, but it's to not even like... <laughs> Like, what a fucking,
1: what a, what a hack. Why Halo, why'd you, why Halo? What, I don't, what, that game, what, what did, what did Halo fix about Z-targeting that the other first person shooters that existed before Halo didn't already do,
0: right? I don't know. Like, that's the thing, he didn't expand on it. There was no, like, useful information. And like, look, look. You don't have to like Ocarina of Time if you're a Wait a developer. minute, what did, he,
1: what did it do? What, how did it fix it? Sam, I want some Sam, elaboration.
0: You're not, you're not getting answers from... You're not getting answers from me, and you're definitely not getting answers from Cliff Lazinski because he didn't think this statement through. Like, you want logic and answers, and I'm just going to have to tell you to let them go. I'm going to have to tell you to let them go because there is no hope for you here, Sam. It, it just... <laughs> Like but but you see what I mean like like to be that much of a fucking moron that you can't even like even if you don't like the game to to j- just not be like yeah I mean Z targeting was a great innovation but I still don't like the game that much it's like that's the bare minimum you don't the even have to like Z
1: targeting but to say that Z targeting was a mistake that Halo fixed <laughs>
0: b- is what <laughs> that's the most insane Maybe the most insane tweet on the platform. That that... can't be real. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta look. I'm getting getting, getting the link. I'm getting the link, Sam. Okay. Oh. All right. Here we go. So, Z-targeting was a hack that the first Halo solved elegantly. That's what he said.
1: Okay. I. What? was a hack that the first Halo solved elegantly. Why Halo? Sam Why Halo? What Sam, did Halo do? Sam. Stop.
0: There is no there is no reasoning with a madman. Wait a minute, stop. wait a minute. Well,
1: hold on, Miles. Miles, hold on. Does he mean does he mean dual analog movement? Is that what he's getting at? cuz Halo is the game that is p- that popularized modern day dual stick movement in a first person environment that it, it kind of is the same shit for most third person behind the back you know like a game like Horizon Zero aiming and shooting at a game like Horizon Zero Dawn is fundamentally the same as it is in like a game like, Halo. You know, like, they both have, like, ADS, and you both aim with the right stick, and you move your character around with the left. Maybe that's what he's getting at here, and saying that, it like, Halo saw that with dual analog movement, but, like, the N64 didn't have a fucking second analog stick. So, like, I don't know what the fuck you expected.
0: <laughs> Sam, I have never wanted to hang up on you in the middle of a recording session before. But, like, you seeking logic... From just from a bad take made by an idiot in the heat of the moment who like again like the the film school hack fraud litmus test is can you even just appreciate barrenly appreciate the the innovations that made everything you love come into fruition right yeah like that is the that is the litmus test like like whenever whenever someone says Quentin Tarantino like like wasn't the wasn't postmodern if you want to see real postmodern check out this you know, blah, 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 blah. like that's that's the hack fraud take that's the that's the hack fraud mentality of someone who thinks that they're iconoclastic for citing something that you haven't seen because it didn't actually impact anything yeah like, like one, of my, one of my favorite things, whenever people bring up, like, oh, Metal Gear was the first stealth game. People will be like, well, Castle Wolfenstein had stealth elements. And it's like, yeah, it did. It wasn't a stealth game. It just had alertness meters. But it wasn't a fucking video game. Like, it was still a first-person fucking dungeon-crawling shooter, you idiot. Like, just because it featured stealth doesn't mean it was a stealth game. Fucking Horizon Zero Dawn, my favorite stealth game. Cause there's a crouch button. It, it's, it's like dude, literally every like, game's
1: a fucking stealth game nowadays. Yeah, because it has like, a
0: fucking crouch button now. Like, like you know what? I, but you see what I mean? Like, just this true. Like the litmus test of the hack fraud is the person who thinks that they're like iconoclastic.
1: I, I mean, to me, like to me, like Cl- Cliffy B, like kind of c- came off as a very like ha- hackish, if you will. It, it would just with with how he would. Talk about and discuss fucking lawbreakers in the lead up to that game. Because that's just some shit where it's just like. Like like, anyone could have told you like every once in a while. And and by every once in a while, I mean like once every like two months. Once per trade show, let's say. Once per conference or or trade show or anything sort of like that in games. There's always one trailer for a game that I look at and say that's going to fucking fail. Like, that sucks, and that's going to fucking fail. And I don't think Lawbreakers is, like, a bad game, but it, it just came out in the worst environment humanly possible at $30 at a time when fucking, like battle royale was kind of starting to come into its own and this highly competitive shooter that costs third multiplayer only shooter that costs 30 dollars um with a high skill ceiling just didn't high skill ceiling in in the high skill floor too didn't could had no chance of taking off in a modern day environment and then they try way too late to rush out of Battle Royale called Radical Heights, my beloved, my beloved Miles, Radical Heights, which I just think is such a funny fucking game. Because it, it is like a it is like a ripoff of Fortnite, which was a rip-off of PUBG, but this ripoff of Fortnite was made in like six to eight weeks, and it totally shows. And it's just like a what, like they just did it as like a and not even as like a cash grab as like a last ditch effort to save the studio cuz they bet it all on this fucking multiplayer game which by the way like Sam king with developer pro tip for all those hit hot indie studios that listen to Hatsune Miki's crack house um don't do multiplayer like just just don't bother if, if, if you do it, if it takes off, congratulations, you never have to work a day, uh, again in the rest of your life, if it takes off, but, uh, it will not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here, you know, here's the problem, Sam, and I, and I saw that, I sent you, like, a video that I just thought was, like, just, like, the purest, like, distilled idea of, like, this is what politics are now, which is some guy made communistopoly. Um, oh, dude,
1: the great video, by the way. I watched it. it was, yeah. It was a great video.
0: Yeah, where where like it just it just ends with like uh, there's a lot of like really subtle jokes where he's like yeah I bought Socialist Monopoly on Amazon and it was just like the the most subtle delivery possible of that line just uh, le- it lets you figure out the irony of it yourself, um, but um, yeah but like there there was just all these comments that were discussing. Um, they were they were discussing this idea of, like, Communism. the fact that you can make and sell a communistopoly in a capitalist society, like, that's already a big, big fat W for capitalism. And then someone was like, actually, in 1983, in the USSR, Poland was able to sell this one game uh, called uh, Euro, you know, I think it was called, like, Euro euro business or something like that like and they just it was just the one example of the one time a capitalist game was ever allowed to be sold in the ussr dude
1: dude literally miles this is the same energy that all these fucking people on on my pokemon video had when they commented retorting to me saying that the entire game is brain dead easy and they're like well uh the champion fights pretty hard you know, so you could say the game's easy, but the champion fight's pretty hard. It's like, okay, cool. The very last fight of this 15 to 25 hour adventure is difficult. This 10 minute fight. It's right uh, at yeah, the like, end. That, that's totally what I was going to say
0: because destroys with... my whole argument, you know? And that's what I was going to say. Whenever people, whenever you say like, don't do multiplayer, people are going to be like, well, what about Rocket League? It's like, yeah, what about Rocket League? Rocket League is an idea that was brilliant and it worked and no one can ever do Rocket League ever again because Rocket League exists. Like to, you a- have to understand, you truly have to have a great multiplayer idea that's both really easy to
1: play and really hype. And that takes or a lot of free. presentation. Because, that, because this is the X that people forget about... With Fortnite, which, by the way, one of my, like, one of the greatest pieces of revisionist history that has happened before my eyes and following the games industry is, like, in 2017, Miles, like, it was, again, you don't follow the games industry, you don't care about any of this fucking multiplayer shit. But I was there and saw the debate happen before my eyes about Fortnite just being, like, this goofy-ass, total rip-off, clean-ass rip-off of PUBG. Like, for, for, like, two months. But you know what happened, Miles? PUBG was $30 and only on PC. Fortnite was free and came to consoles first. And here we are. You know, five, six years later. And it's still, like, the biggest fucking game on consoles still. You know? Um... And is only, you know, kind of dipped slightly in the grand scheme of everything. And,
0: but it's, it, it's, it's got the Minecraft dip, like that's the thing you have to understand. It's got the Minecraft dip where the Minecraft yeah. dip is, you can still buy a creeper plush at Walgreens, but there's no Minecraft yes. con the same way that there was there. There's not like, you know, there's not like all this crazy, like Minecraft mania where it's just the most free clicks on the internet. Like, yeah. Like the like Fortnite for still a while,
1: extremely lucrative. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Fortnite for a while was the freest clicks on the internet. Now it's a good way to get clicks. It's not free, but you're gonna get a lot if you if you do it right. The same way with like
1: Amogus for a while. Yeah, where, yeah, no, Amogus is definitely this it, like. There, were, where, yeah, where whole channel is
0: still Amogus is still huge. But like, I I knew someone who the whole thing that that she used to brag about this. Um, I shouldn't say brag that that sounds very rude. But she used, she used to bring this up like when discussing like how easy it is to to make a living off of content if you just play the game where she said that she got yeah. six million dollars off of or six million views sorry not six million dollars six million views off of an emogus video and six million views yeah. monetized is still what six hundred thousand dollars that's a lot sixty thousand yeah. dollars
1: oh uh, yeah no i mean not 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 that high not that high but probably 10k 10 15k probably
0: yeah yeah i mean it's a lot it's it's a lot to monetize um and and like yeah, that's, like, a big fucking deal to to make that much money off of just you bumming around on a Mogus, Dude, like, for no the first joke, time. no joke.
1: There was a channel, I totally forgot the name, and they had Toast in the name of their title, which doesn't narrow it down since there's, like, a, there's like a whole subsect of internet users with the name Toast in their name. You ever realize is, that? Anyways. Oh,
0: yeah, no, I was thinking about this, like, to, like I know so, uh, saying I was thinking about this might sound ridiculous, but, like, I actually do think about, like, just these certain repeat usernames because i one one of my friends has gotten into vtubing and i'll I'll watch her do her thing right oh hell yeah um and uh and so she she speaks japanese she speaks uh, pretty good japanese
1: yeah does she have a good uh good model good vtubing oh yeah
0: no she made it herself too it looks great oh awesome yeah no she's doing lovely uh but um she has like some some japanese users and one of them came in their name was like modu or something like just like like, and, and the, the the name might have just been Mode or something like that, but it would yeah. have been Modo. Like, so I was just thinking, like, there's got to be all these foreign, like, usernames that are just, like, that are as common as the name, like, Black Shadow. Like, the amount of yeah, people yeah, who have, like, yeah, yeah, shadow yeah. Like in their the, name. Or...
1: Like, the, the French equivalent of, of like, Black uh, yeah. Shadows. Or, or like, I was also thinking there's two types of Discord
0: Abbeys. There's Anime Abbey and then Abbies. there's Comedy Abbey, right? Yeah there those are the only two people only have two anime or comedy, and comedy would be like like a funny picture of Spongebob or, or like the you know like uh like the Jerma s- sus face like yeah yeah, like a uh, very silly like uh, most of my friend list is anime avatars and then and then uh friend of the podcast ben uh Vitorio he always has a he's got he's always got the funny icon right and so yeah. He's the one, the one blight on my friends list that isn't that didn't conform to the waifu war. So there's all these like weird internet subcultures, and like like the amount of people who just have the word "butt" in their name. <laughs> Like, who just base their entire username around thinking that B-U-T-T is funny, which it is. Like, the French equivalent or the Spanish equivalent of, like, the guy who names himself like, Booty Butt Cheeks Man. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, Toast is... You're right. Toast is one of the most weirdly common names especially for like content creators
1: yeah there's a lot like i can name you right now like flying toast shout out they made our banner art for how sydney miki's crack house sonic toast who is a really prolific stop motion creator back way 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 back in the day he's still around though god love him god love him like 13 14 something years later um what the fuck were we talking about before the the toast we were talking about uh like uh, content like Fortnite and shit, like Rocket League. Yeah, and revisionist
0: history and, and... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, the re- basically, the revisionist history about all these fucking people named Toast or whatever, oh. about how, like, fo- like you know, Fortnite, you know, was, like, just seen as this ripoff, but it was free and came to consoles first, and PUBG didn't come to PlayStation first. It came to Xbox and was a total, complete, disa- like, dis- like, cyberpunk-level disaster launch. In terms of bugs and, like, unplayability. Um, and now nobody even cares about fucking PUBG Battlegrounds. One of the funniest, like,
0: when I was doing video essays more seriously, and when I say more seriously, I mean at all, um... One of the funniest things was like everyone got into PUBG and making these like really like flowery intellectual analysis videos about like like the the method of the madness of PUBG, the messaging of PUBG. Yeah. Like a yeah, uh, yeah, writing on games video back write, then. running on games. games. I think um Shadow Heavy Eyed also had one. Like oh, just yeah. like yeah. just like everyone that you know would, would be pretentious about player unknown's battlegrounds. A game where when you win your reward is
1: the worst is winner, winner 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 chicken, chicken dinner. dinner which by the way i don't know if you've ever seen the winner winner chicken dinner dinner screen it's in the most aerial font you've yeah, ever it's, seen it looks like, those, like a default like, like, like it, it
0: looks like, yeah, when like when you when Lauren you ipsis like yeah when, shit. when you go when in premiere you say create new text layer yes yeah, it just comes yeah, up it's and it's that says, text. The words, text layer yeah like <laughs> Or the You Are Winner screen from Big Rigs Off the Road
1: Racing or no, whatever? No, no, no. Miles, your winner from Big Rigs Off the Road has more graphic design than That's the Winner true. Winner Chicken Dinner. because it has dinner. the trophy. It has the trophy. And no, it has the trophy, and the font is more interesting. The font! I'll have to look at You Are Winner again. It's pretty bad. It's, like, pretty basic, but it's not as basic as, as, as the, the Winner as chicken, Winner dinner Chicken Dinner. Yeah, no, and it was just so Also, funny. I like, remembered you... my original thought about the toast. Oh, okay, We yes. I Finally, I will, I, we, could, we could give the, the crackheads, they don't have to think about, you know, oh, what, where was that going? The creator I was thinking of, who I think had toast in his title, would make these Among Us videos, these like 10 to 15 minutes Among Us videos, every day, and he did it for like a year plus. That was just like... The, the the title of the video would be like three thousand two hundred in one oh, yes. ITU play, and then it would just be 3,202 IQ plays, and it would just keep increasing day after day after day. And I and by the time he finished, he's like, "Yeah, I'm making still making more videos. This is my last Among Us video." I'm like, "This man's a millionaire, motherfucker!" Like, yeah,
0: what those what videos a were getting
1: take. millions of views every day. But hey, man, like. When when a big game is like that and you can catch a, a a wave on a big game, oh dude, it's the most. It's one of the most lucrative positions you can be in as a content creator. Um, yeah. The the downside of that is is you gotta you gotta dedicate your all to a game and you have to kind of do it in a way. You kind of have to do it either like at the ground floor of it being, like successful. And if it never gets successful, then like you're just fucking floundering in like a nothing category or or, or niche. But um,
0: I I was thinking about I'm, this because I've I've been playing a lot of Shin Megami Tensei, unsurprisingly. Yeah, haven't you? Um, yeah. Uh, well, well, l- let me just say, Sam, we had the great frame rate debate. We talked all about PCs, right, and all this shit. Yeah. And I and I will say. This was a big W for PC, Sam. You can you can be smug about this one. Hell yeah. Um, because I decided I I decided to get SMT3 again on PC because I found out that there was an HD music mod. And that game with HD music is so much better than on Switch where it's really compressed. Um yeah. That does not account for the amount of other issues uh, that come with the PC port, but it's fine because the audio experience is good and I'm willing to put up with that.
1: What um, are the PC port issues that, that aren't on console? Whenever you cast a debuff, there
0: is a, a, a short pause in the game and then the frame rate dips. Oh, that's weird. Oh, yeah. And it's weird because you, it sucks because you cast debuffs a lot. Yeah, but it seems to only happen some of the time when you boot the game. So it's
1: it's a little bizarre. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, sometimes like I've noticed this with Japanese games. Typically, sometimes they just like have these pro, like these weird issues. Like I remember like, when I played Yakuza zero, sometimes, sometimes I'd play and every once in a while I'd get a stutter. And then I'd play for five straight hours and nothing would happen. You know, like, yeah. Meanwhile, so, so I boot is, up for 30 minutes and get like five stutters. to be like, all right, let's reset and try that again. Like, yeah, there, there
0: is a, there is a weird thing going on there. But like, I played a lot of SMT1 and Sam, I'm done. I, I have put in the hours I've put in the dues. And and you know what? I'm probably going to finish SMT1. But like m- spiritually, I am done. Spiritually, I'm checked out, and if I finish SMT one, it is only through the same sheer force of will that got me through the Last of Us Part Two,
1: where I
0: said I could not look at myself if I didn't do this, if I didn't do this. And there might be a point where I say, you know what, I can look at myself, but even though I didn't do it, but we'll see, we'll see where I am next week. But man, I I have
1: Miles, you don't gotta stake your, you don't gotta stake your your gaming cred on beating. Shin Megami Tensei one. Oh, absolutely you, you not. Don't, you don't. You don't have to do this to yourself.
0: That, that's all I wanted to say. This is not a gaming cred thing. This is this is a personal. I want to be a fan, and I want to have like informed opinions on this. Right kind of thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Be- because I, I, I don't like I don't like being the emperor without his fucking clothes. I don't like criticizing something I've never seen or something I've never played. Even even if it's something like Horizon Zero Dawn, where I'm just I I know I'm not gonna like it. I don't really want to get down on Horizon Zero Dawn, like seriously, unless I've played it. Uh, and I'll probably hate it. And if I don't hate it, that's awesome. What a what a what a nice surprise. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Or I why do we dunk mid. on
1: this? Why do we dunk on that one? Of like of all the the, the Sony first parties? Y- you what, know why? What
0: compels us to go back to Zero Dawn specifically? You know why? It's because Zero Dawn has the least amount of of it is the least likely to be good to us because days gone is weird and bad and stupid but it's got a crazy taxi mode yeah and it's and it's silly as fuck
1: a very yeah and they added in a like apparently like like a hard difficulty that removes fast travel and requires you to really bike around which i feel like would be extra immersive in that game but i can't speak to that yet but but you are right. There's like interesting elements that like I could see myself playing Days Gone and actually being like yeah that was, that was like kind of good. Same thing with Ghost of Tsushima. I I everyone I respect likes Ghost of Tsushima, so I know I would probably like it too if I just played it. But that but that's
0: sort of my point. Like like even God of War, which I've ragged on a lot for being just like I don't know. There's something about God of War being like like now God of War of all things is serious. Like it's like Ghostbusters Afterlife. You know what I mean? Where it's like no. No, Ghostbusters is not something that should take itself seriously. Like, God of War was made by a frat boy. It has no right to be avant-garde, but here it is, and it is, and, and apparently the combat's really cool and good. I probably won't like the story that much, but I'll I'll check the game out. I'm, I'm excited if the combat's good. But like, Horizon Zero Dawn, there is almost no shot that I like this game. And there's almost no shot that you like this game either, because I hear that the story's good. Ooh, story's good ooh oh Sam, do you hear about this really good story by a
1: sony first party? you know what's I, funny I, I i actually like hurt heard, heard someone like I've, i write a tweet or whatever earlier today that mentioned some about like the story in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn pretty good, but does the gameplay, like, live up? And it was linked into, like, a review or whatever. And I was just, like, and I read the, the comment about the story being good, and I just go, no, it's not. Like, I haven't even played it, you know? <laughs> but I just, <laughs> like, just, know. You can just feel. I just feel. know that I'm, like, I'm, like, no, it's whatever. Like, there's no way it's, like... I, like, you understand what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, like, atrocious or heinous, but there's no way I feel, like... Super, like, interested in watching the cutscenes in Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I feel like very low. It, like, like, say what you will about Last's Part Two's cutscenes. I wanted to watch them. I like genuinely wanted to, to to see them, even though I like didn't like the story. Like, you're telling me I'm I'm gonna want to like actually like sit and like watch the cutscenes in Horizon Zero Dawn and, like, learn about these characters? Like, really? The amount of times that I have genuinely
0: thought to myself, why am I watching this cutscene? I think there was a breaking point in my life where I actually started skipping cutscenes in a game that I hadn't beaten or seen the full story of, and I can't remember what the game was. But there there was just this breaking point where I said, I, I don't need this. I don't need this. And I just stopped paying attention to the story. Every time a cutscene came up, I just skipped the fuck out of it. And I can't remember what game it was. I truly cannot. But what a fucking like what a fucking liberation for me, you know? So it's 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 like a it's like a fucking like a, a slave breaking
1: his shackles, you know? Jumping yeah, off the slave like- ship. It all depends on the fucking game for me, right? Like, let me give you a great... Like, I'll give you a great comparison, right? Uh, of, of two games in the same series with sort of, like, different mess- things here. Dying Light 1 is a game where you should absolutely skip every fucking cutscene in that game. You should not watch any time control is taken away from you. Just, you gotta hold start and, and wait for it to be over, you know? For five, for four seconds to let the cutscene pass. Because the, the story is trash. It, it Like, they, they clearly didn't care. It was not the focus, and rightfully so. It was about making the open world fun and the, the survival-esque gameplay good and the parkour fun. Um, whereas Dying Light 2 has, like, actual narrative choice built into the game. So I am going to watch the cutscenes because they actually seem to like they're really making an effort. Whether or not it panned out and was successful. Uh, I gotta, I gotta play and see. But I'm gonna actively like want to watch the cutscenes in a game like that that actually has like that's putting its narrative sort of more front and center and actually kind of putting their foot in the ground and saying we tried. You know. Oh yeah.
0: And 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 I will respect a story that is clearly trying. Like even like you know going back to SMT five, that story's not particularly great, but like they're clearly doing. The absolute bare minimum of what Shin Megami Tensei is supposed to do, and they're trying to do a couple of interesting things along the way, but really, it's about the gameplay. They're they're clearly here doing the gameplay first and foremost. I I think the best way to to word it is. A great story is the difference between an 8 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10. A great gameplay experience is the difference between a fucking 1 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10. Like, I can live with a bad story. I can live all fucking day with a bad story. Half of the fucking games on my my 5x5 don't have good stories. Or... They have okay stories at the very least. They have okay stories.
1: It's like Mega Man Miles, Legends. Ooh, Miles, what a story! I, I could live with. I, I I could live with way worse than bad stories. I could live with detrimental stories. Like that's how 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 like li- like little I give a fuck if the gameplay is good. Yeah. Like it's well, only when the gameplay doesn't is it fun that I'm like real and, and I'm really gonna rag in the story. Like, that's, that's why I'm, like, so hard on, on part two, is because I think the narrative is really, really rough, and I didn't find the gameplay that fun either. So it's yeah. like, what the fuck am I doing? You know? It's not even like, oh, the gameplay's kind of whatever, but, like, you know, the story's interesting. The story's interesting, good. Or like, yeah. yeah. Or even, or even something like, uh... Like, Scarlet Nexus. So, I kind of fell out of this because Scarlet Nexus is a game where, like, if you skip the cutscenes in Scarlet Nexus, you are literally, like, skipping, like, no joke, like, like, two-thirds of the game. Like, it really is a action RPG meets full-on visual novel. Like, genuinely. Not like, an, not like Persona where it's got, like, dialogue or whatever that you gotta sit through and read. No. It's got so much fucking text, like, it could have been a VN. Without any of this shit, without any of this ARP, yeah, a- 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 ARPG stuff. But that's oh, like a, but that's a story that's like, starts kind of interesting and then just fucking rolls its feet and then introduces all these wet concepts, like f- 75% of the way through. And I just fucking fell off after that point. But it's, 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 it's like when in Darling in the Franks, when just aliens show
0: up and you're like, all right. Okay, alright, you gave up and you decided to to do the Guren Logan thing, alright, I got you, alright, I see, I see, I gotta stop caring too, alright, cool, cool, thanks for the tip, thanks for letting me know. Yeah, it, it is just this very funny, like, I was thinking about this too, because like, after after SMT1, because I, I played SMT3 after SMT5, and going from SMT5 to SMT3 felt like a massive step backwards, like, oh, it oh, should, I'm sure, yeah, it should, um, but then, like, I gave—I sat on it, and I was like, you know what? I'll play SMT1. I, I really want to get into, like, the story-heavy entries. I want to see what the series has to offer. Because uh, so far, I've only just played, like, the Kino gameplay. And I played SMT2, and I'm probably going to go back to it. But I played enough of SMT1 that I got to, like, the big twist, the big, like, early— the, the one-third act twist. And I'm just sitting here like, fuck, I have more? There's more like when I saw that I was only like level 27, I was like, fuck, no, because this is a game that goes to level 60 at least. I'm sure. And, and I and I just <laughs> thought to myself, no, you can't you can't tell me there's more. What is there more to do? I get it. I know it's going to happen. Stop! Uh and I'm and I'm I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to two, I guess, but I started three and dude like three with that HD audio and with the presentation and with fucking yeah. 3D models. I was like, dude, I'm in the future, man. Like I truly I Hell yeah. I truly suffered. I, I actually fucking crucified myself to to come back on that cross. And it's now I'm, a, now I'm uh, really
1: enjoying the game. I'm super happy to hear that. oh, oh I'm really glad. You, you, you have a positive, uh, something positive to say about a fucking PC game you played that actually like did like improve the experience for you in like a meaningful, tangible way. Makes me very, very, very pleased. Um, I do, I
0: do have one more, I do have one more thought on this. Please, and this this please. is something that that you will uh, probably um, enjoy, I suppose. Wait, no, I had, I had something that I was saying before with SMT three and and all these things. What the fuck were we talking about before this? We're talking about stories and shit like that yeah, and yeah we're talking about uh, yeah, yeah oh yeah. i remember yeah i remember okay like i i was thinking about this with like um with with just like with with my relationship to the zelda franchise uh where where there are these people who just really care about the story with breath of the wild similar thing happens with smt5 Where like where where there are these people who like their opinion of it is pure gameplay and they will just not talk to you about the story whatsoever. And like, obviously Majora's mass is the most strong example of this, where I finally yeah, met someone who like, Ha- who, like, actually will just discuss these games with me as games. And it's wonderful and it's great. And I don't have to do it on the podcast anymore because I'm not fucking fiending for that conversation. And this is the free day I'm of your life. Fr- I'm fucking free. But, like, Zelda's... I love Zelda and I want to talk about Zelda as games, but no one who is intelligent plays Zelda as games, nor does anyone who's intelligent actually respect Zelda. Like, that's that's the fucking funny thing about it is that, like is that Zelda's this, like, prestige, beloved, like, franchise, but, like, the gaming elite doesn't like Zelda. They love Majora's Mask, but they won't fucking t- say a goddamn thing about the gameplay of it. Like, they'll just, they have that, that V-Tard-esque. I'm not censoring V-Tard. I, I, think, I think I can get away with that one, right? <laughs> what do you think?
1: <laughs> it's a really funny port, Muntu, so we can keep it. Uh, I'll stick
0: with V-Tard, yeah. And, it, and I didn't invent that term, so it's fine. But that like V-tard esque like idea of just what I call nebulous Kino, where there are just certain games that you can't get a fucking idea of what people like about them. They'll just tell you that oh, it's, it's real System Kino. Shock Two. Yeah, <laughs> System Shock Two. What's it about? How does it play? It's Kino, dude. Pathologic Two. Well, how's it play? What's it like? It's just it's fucking Kino. God, play Omori. Oh, Omori. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the fuck Omori's about. No one has ever fucking explained Omori to me. Or, like, Disco Elysium. (laughs) Like, Disco Elysium, it took months to get anyone to just tell me what the fuck the gameplay was like. When I saw 3D (laughs) models in Disco Elysium, I was like, whoa! What is
1: happening? What is going on? I thought this game was just a book. Like, dude, dude, no, no joke, that reminds me. Deadass, I thought It Takes Two... Was a 2D side scroller for like the entire game up until like a week ago. Like, what, really?
0: I can see why. There's, I've a, not lot of, seen- there's a lot of fixed I- camera segments.
1: There's a lot of fixed that's camera That's why. Segments. That's why I've only seen like very v- little snippets of gameplay. And it's either been like genre specific moments, like the fighting game moment on the plane, which looks like inc- amazing, or. Some moments where it is ha- or it does have a more fixed perspective side scroller type view, even if it's not necessarily side scroller, more fixed perspective camera. And I just was like, what? Like <laughs> when I saw gameplay of like a, a boss game? battle, Yeah. I, when I saw gameplay of like a, a real ass like boss battle, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this shit's awesome. But yeah, I just I didn't mean just to like derail you. The
0: nebulous Kino. The yeah. nebulous Kino, where just people will just... And, and I had this experience with Part 8, where, like, Part 8 is really easy to explain. Dude, Part but 8 people, is
1: nebulous Kino, absolutely. But
0: people elect not to explain to you what Part 8 is about. They choose not to because they need it to be <laughs> NEBULOUS KINO, which I guess is the name of the episode now. I don't know, unless they come up with something else. It always happens. There's always four good titles. But yeah, like Shin Megami Tensei three up until now was nebulous Kino, yeah. or like like Majora's Mask. If if you've never seen a Zelda game before and you ask someone what Majora's Mask is like, it's just gonna be this nebulous Kino description of like all the of of the mood. Oh, it's so moody and dark. It's like a children's super game, but dark. But it's super dark. Like, and this hap- this happens with with TV as well. Where like Squid Game was just never explained to me. Right. Oh yeah,
1: Squid Game is kind of nebulous kino,
0: right? Where Squid Game, when you really get down to it, most television shows, most art has a really easy elevator pitch because guess what? It's fucking supposed to. If it if it had an elevator pitch, that's probably why it's on television. It's probably why it's being on store shelves. It's probably why you could find it, right? Like I yeah. I, I decided to to watch Baby Driver again because oh hell yeah, fuck True it. Art. And I was just, I just read the Amazon description of the film, one sentence. And it just told you everything you needed to know. It said, after a heist gone wrong, a young, er, or dragged into a life of crime, a young getaway driver has to face the music after a heist gone wrong, robs him of, of, uh, freedom and love, I think it was. And it's just like, that's the film. That's the whole movie. Like, it's amazing that even with just face the music, you know, okay, there's a musical element to this. Yeah. It's like. Fucking great, Perfect. but but people like if you ask like oh what's Baby Driver about and someone was like man you just gotta see it man like just that, <laughs> like it's it's an editing thrill ride it's a it's a heart pounding minute to minute white knuckle action
1: adventure film like yeah 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 meanwhile I'd be like why you gotta see Baby Driver because it has fucking cool car chases in it like what more do you fucking need to know it's the only movie where I've ever liked cars like
0: car car movies are so boring and they shouldn't be it's just that people yeah. don't know how to
1: film cars that well because cars I'd are like really to, hard to shoot because they I, go fast i'd like to see uh I, there's a couple of of race car movies i want to watch i want to watch days of thunder with tom cruise apparently it's like not very good but i want to watch it anyways because the movie's called days of thunder which is like a sick-ass name for a fucking film
0: that, that is a very Sam Kingma take that you're going to sit down and watch this movie and you're probably going to think it's mid, but you're going to have a really funny take about it. Yeah, you're going to watch Days cause... of Thunder and you're going to be like, Miles, what the fuck's going on with this film? It's called Days of Thunder and for some fucking reason... Yeah, it movie takes sh- place over eight weeks yeah. and the whole movie's shot at night. Like, what's going on here? Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man you know i i um speaking of uh speaking of movies, I actually saw something this week that I wanted oh. to to bring to crack house a film a very rare Sam Kingma media review on crack house oh fuck dude I'm so excited I'm so excited uh miles, let me just preface with this i, I I'm really upset, and I had a breaking moment this past week watching this movie. I had a breaking moment about something very specific, which I'll I'll we'll get into in a second. But first, I watched the Lego Batman movie. Ooh, okay.
0: This I week. can talk about this. I have a story it, about Lego Batman movie, and I'll talk about now, this after.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, Miles. You're not super crazy about Lego Batman. You really like Lego the first Lego movie. Yeah. But you're not I, super crazy about Lego Batman.
0: I saw half of Lego movie two and I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um but I'm not that crazy about Lego Batman. I think the movie's okay.
1: And here's the thing, Miles. That's my takeaway too. At the end of the day, Lego Batman's cute. It's if you're if you're a Batman fan, it's both really funny and really vindicating because the entire movie is basically like a the Batman in the Lego Batman movies is a parody of what everyone who criticizes Batman thinks Batman is. So it's like, it's very vindicating as like a Batman fan to like watch that. And it's, and it's, and it's just good. Um, and it's cute and it's like a fun family movie or whatever. But what, but what got me mad is a, is a, is a, is a plot beat that happens in the story and miles you, you might, you might recall what this is, but just in case you don't, and just in case for the audience who hasn't seen Lego Batman, uh, allow me to allow me to preface a little bit. So basically, obviously being a Batman movie, the villain of the film is of course the Joker. Um, They have a, and basically Joker's whole plan is to get, uh, is to be so like purposefully evil that he gets tossed into the phantom zone which is a uh superman universe thing where superman sends all his big bads like doomsday and zod so he doesn't have to kill him. it's like the the universe it's like the prison realm basically from fucking uh <laughs> from from fucking uh goddamn Danny it, phantom jujutsu, jujutsu kaisen jujutsu kaisen but yeah I it's know, we the were ghost going for zone. Two- we're going it's for the two different zone. things. It's the yeah. ghost
0: zone. Oh, my God. Um, it really is. the. I mean, it's called the Phantom Zone, so it's the same
1: fucking thing.
0: It, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. like,
1: once you ent- – there's no way out of the, the Phantom Zone, really. So uh, – or, or at least uh, so we're told until the shenanigans happen. So, basically, Joker gets what he wants. Batman throws him in the Phantom Zone. And – who does, and because he wants to go to the Phantom Zone Joker because he wants to meet the baddest villains of the universe. Now, Miles, this is not the Justice League. He is not going to the Phantom Zone to meet up with DC's baddest villains like Zod or Doomsday or maybe even some Justice League threats. Maybe Dark Side was there, Lego Dark Side or Lego Anti Monitor or any of those fucks. No, Miles! Who else is in the fucking Phantom Zone but Voldemort? And and, and and the monsters from Rampage! Miles, the monsters from the fucking Midway video game series, Rampage, have found themselves along with Voldemort, along with I I think. I, uh, ah fuck, what's another fucking W? Sauron. Also- so there's Sauron. Yes, the Sauron. Daleks.
0: The Daleks are there. The Daleks. Wicked Witch and her flying monkeys. Yes. And, and I, wanna, I, wanna, the- I wanna interrupt things for just a moment. Please. Because this movie got praised for being fun and wacky and irreverent. Fucking Space Jam 2. Everyone's like, that shit's just a fucking advertisement. They're they're but mis- here's the difference. their
1: IPs. No, here there is a big difference between. Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Where the whole idea, the whole fundamental concept of the movie. Everything about the movie is about the, the properties. Everything in the movie is about, like, combining all of these properties. To the point where, like, the villain, D- Don Cheadle, LG Rhythm, who is... Who is an algorithm that works for Warner Brothers in the universe of the movie Space Jam a New Legacy wants to put put LeBron James in all these WB owned IP like that's the whole po- like point in play. It's like the whole movie's about this thing it's like a deeply 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 fucking meta movie yeah. which is Compared which like just to- compared to lego batman where it is like oh wow it just made me realize i had a moment where i'm just sitting there dumbfounded as they're showing off sauron and voldemort and all these characters and i just looked at my buddy billy who i watch all these fucking movies with and just go dude i hate the metaverse like i fucking hate this I I like I I don't think anything gets me going up a wall more, Miles than than needless crossover. Truly, truly beyond beyond needless crossover. Why the fuck is Voldemort in the Lego Batman movie? Why is Sauron in the Lego Batman movie? Other than we're WB and we have IP, and this like makes me sad, Miles because like I actually like Warner Brothers. I like a lot of the properties that they own. And I did enjoy seeing them in Space Jam a New Legacy. It was funny and and, and cute in that film. Cuz it's about that, you know. Yeah, I mean the film in the first 30 minutes primes
0: your expectations for for you're not just going to see the looney tunes you're going to see everything to do with warner brothers and it's and it's crazy wacky properties and here's the other thing yeah. the lego movie did this as well the lego movie has superman wonder woman green lantern like all these people as legos as well as i think harry potter is also there like you know just but these wb like, but,
1: but here's the thing though miles well, well there are was gonna, lego was gonna, sets in both harry potter and the dc co- like uh line are huge Lego sets, so it it makes a lot of more sense in a movie like. Well, LEGO. not just that, not just that, but
0: the film has a meta element to it. I don't know if you've seen the movie. I have not, dude. You'd actually like the Lego movie. That shit is fire. Um, but yeah, but yeah, like the end of the movie, there there is some sort of meta element about like why all these Lego properties can exist all at once, and and why everything's happening the way that it is. Like what, like this sort of the This sort of framing device and of of what's going on um is is handled in a way that elevates the movie from just this very cute you know from this very cute adventure film into something really really poignant and and genuinely very i think uh, it culminates in a beautiful, very much needed speech. One of the greatest speeches in cinema history delivered by Chris Pratt fucking opinion. Yeah. Delivered by Mario, which which it's so funny. I I have I have a topic about overused jokes that I'd like to get into the show, but I don't want to step on your your rare media review. But like you are right, like you truly got fucking cucked. You got fucking cucked for your opportunity to see these DC like villains that you care about because they said, no, no, they're all obscure. It's All obscure. The kids are here to see Batman and the Joker, so uh, you know we'll 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 give give you a couple villains that the that the kids know.
1: The and, kids and it's love. like, but here's the thing, Miles. In the movie, they managed to put in like so many great like D and C tier Batman villains, along with all the. The the regular ones they make a joke about it where they keep just listing off villains and they get progressively more and more obscure and it's really funny. But it's yeah, just I know like,
0: that, that must what's it uh, condiment
1: man shows up. Yeah, condiment king, uh, and, condiment king, uh, uh, and killer moth is there and like all, all it's like awesome. It's like electrocutioner I think maybe maybe gets a cameo. Um, it's awesome a- and I I just feel like the the like this was the first time where I was like wow. Like, this metaverse shit came out of fucking nowhere in this film. Like, it really, really came out of nowhere. In a way that, like, it doesn't come out of nowhere in Space Jam 2. It doesn't come out of nowhere in a movie like Ready Player One, regardless of if you like it. It, like, like you understand why all this shit's here, you know? Like, you understand why all this shit's here in fucking Lego Movie, you know? Lego like, Batman's like, we didn't need to do this. Like, you, like, we did not need to do this. And you're just doing it, like, because you can't. And I feel like WB is, like, slowly turning into this fucking, like, this, this, this media conglomerate where, like, their whole thing is, like, we have these properties, you know? Like, they're not even doing anything interesting with the properties anymore. The only thing they're doing that are making the properties, quote-unquote, like, interesting, or at least to them, is by combining it with these other properties that they also own. And it's, like – it and it makes you, like, beg the question. It's, like, you know people like these properties – because like they're attached to like a worthwhile piece of media, you know? Like the reason why people like Harry Potter is because it's an excellent book series and the movies are good and iconic. You know, like and like but but Harry Potter has been coasting off of that since the last real movie came out because fantastic beast sucks and nobody cares you know and it, it's fucking awful and i hope they fucking cancel this fucking third one and it never sees the light of day they, same they won't because I...
0: jk rowling has way too much control and if she wants the project she'll get the project
1: yeah but at the same time it's like you know it's just dude the rampage characters like why what the fuck like I think Miles, it was probably because like, the movie the was coming out soonish. Like I mean, that's why. Like that's why. But like, no,
0: no one is going to see Rampage because they got a taste of the Rampage monster. dude.
1: The only reason I recognize the characters is because I'm a fucking autistic gamer, Miles. And, and it's like, <laughs> and it's just so sad that. That like all it takes for people is like oh, I recognize these these properties right like it, it's what we always say about like with with like when when games and stuff get rebooted by the by the way I don't know if you saw the 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 Krobe Cat video uh that came came back as like first one in like nine months or like since Cyberpunk's so, like almost a year about Back for Blood,
0: and yeah I didn't watch that because I I don't care but I saw it in my uh my recommendations. And I it's, mean, I like Crubcat. I just, I I knew there are, there are you times. You don't care which, about
1: the topic. So I don't really blame you for the, not the watching The thing about it.
0: it is there are times in which I'll watch a Crubcat video and I will realize I don't actually know what I'm looking at, which is kind of the disadvantage of his style where like, unless it's really self-explanatory, like the brilliant fighting games community, or it's a game that I have actually played and I have context for. There are times in which I will like uh, his fallout two versus fallout five video. Like that makes sense to me. Sorry, um, Far Cry. His Far Cry video. Uh, But, like, then I'll watch something by him that's, like, a a game I don't recognize or a game whose mechanics I don't understand. And I'll be like, what am I supposed to be looking for? So I I knew when I saw that I would be like, okay, I'm not going to understand a fucking thing that's going on in this video.
1: Yeah, so the video is really really interesting uh I've, obviously his videos like always get like a tons of, of, of views but this one's doing especially well it's at 3.8 million views and, and miles like i'm not even joking when i say it, like this is like the first video in a while that i would say is like is like a like a like a culturally important piece of like like youtube video game like criticism because it points out one thing that i feel like this video is finally starting to help people learn like these core th- tier three gamers learn that we always bang the drum about. It's like studios are nothing but a group made up of individuals whose talents are extremely important to the creative process of how games end up. Because basically, what this Back for Blood video proves in its like 26 minute runtime is that. A lot of the team that was re- that was responsible for making Left for Dead and especially Left for Dead Two, like the spe- like what gave it its X Factor, the secret sauce, are all people who at the time either wor- worked worked for let- worked for um, uh, Turtle Rock and left, or worked at Valve when they were making these games, and basically the video sort of ends with the with the revelation that like very 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 few people on the original left 4 dead team worked on Back for Blood and despite being a Turtle Rock studio game that everyone like sort of saw as oh this is a slam dunk like uh the kind of gameplay that left 4 dead provides despite being multiplayer is different from the current offerings and could definitely come back and make a splash in a big way but it just didn't because it didn't have the X factor because the the, the talent wasn't there. No, and no disrespect to the current team, but they couldn't cut it compared to the excellence that that came before them ten years ago. And I feel like people are starting to realize, like, hey, like it's not just about what what studio is making a game, but like about like who on the team, you know, like who who of on this of the studio is actually involved in the project in a more serious way it's kind of how i feel about like uh to like a lesser extent how i feel about like final fantasy 16 like i feel there's like a really big palpable hype behind final fantasy X- 16 because uh yoshi p's making it like he's directing it the, and i feel like the other thing he-
0: that's that's hype that's getting people hype is the dmc5 combat director is the combat director for this game mm. and it's got people excited because everyone except for Molgar likes dmc5 DMC-5 to the people who aren't, like, hardcore DMC people, which is probably the audience that's going to play Final Fantasy XVI primarily is the best one. And, and, and so just knowing that name or like FF7R's, um, there was, there was rumblings in the, the Kingdom Hearts community when people found out that FF7R's combat director was the combat director of Kingdom Hearts 2. And looking at the, and I, I like Kingdom Hearts 3 a lot, but like looking, even, even when I watch footage of Kingdom Hearts 2, if like a speedrun marathon's going on, like GDQ just ended this, this, uh, week and I have nothing to say about that. It was fine. They raised a bunch of money. Good job to them some good runs as always It's really
1: it's not it's really you lose a lot when the whole group's not there in the crew.
0: you lose Can't a lot exist. but you also gain a lot because they're also having way more fun.
1: Um, true that's fair true. And,
0: and 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 sometimes they do some pretty crazy things that they couldn't get away with at the marathon because they're from the comfort of their own home. Um and also <laughs> like the n word
1: <laughs> Yeah. I'm kidding I'm which,
0: kidding. Bu- yeah which which Worcester loves to do. So uh, have you ever seen that famous video of Worcester just dropping the hard R N word at a 2013 (laughs) GDQ like after after the event when it's like the the pre-stream and like they're no longer donating money so they're no longer like required to represent the charity and Worcester (laughs) just drops the fucking N word like as hard as he can.
1: That's all man. Oh, you gotta send me that video after after we're done. I gotta see that. I, I'll i have to see if I can find
0: it. I mean, it might not be around anymore, but like... <laughs> I, I was watching like a randomizer for Kingdom Hearts 2 at GDQ, and even randomized, I was like, shit, KH2 is just such a better like combat system than KH3. KH3, I don't think it's a bad combat system. It's just you when compared when comparing the two like it i mean it it really is the difference between dread and super
1: it really miles it really is the difference between mashing x and mashing x but feeling that you have to think about it a bit more
0: yeah i mean sure that's exactly what it is the i mean here's here's the big thing about it is that kh3 has the options Whereas like, whereas like K KH two has the options, and the options like really really make a difference. Whereas KH three has the options, but the options are just kind of cool
1: and there. Is it they like don't... a? Is it like a like a? Would you would you would you claim it to be like like a like a Bayo one to Bayo two type of type of combat drop?
0: No, because Bayo two the issues that Bayo two has is more to do with enemy reactions and game balance. Less
1: to do with like playing is controlling bayonet is not the not the real thing the the issue is not controlling controlling yeah
0: the the issue is um because because again like kh2 has all these really crazy like um elements to it where like for example like if you use the fireaga attack over and over again but never use the finisher it can stun lock enemies to death and that's like a really like that's a really like interesting strategy especially because you can tie it to the bond of flame keyblade. If you put the bond of flame keyblade as your second keyblade on Ultima form bond of flame deals additional flame damage. So you can just stun lock bosses to death. And that's an interesting strategy because you have to know it's there. You have to actively build out Sora's equipment to yeah, do that's this. Some fun fun air ARP, ARPG. Yeah. Shit. And then you have to execute the loop. Whereas in KH3, like there, there really isn't anything of that, specificity and of that level of, of forethought and of that level of like systemic uh and, and customization based depth. But yeah, like like there is this this clear like element of talent that you can just see where sometimes people are just they are just an X factor of a game where where they just have the good ideas and they have I mean it's it's even you know, it's even a case of like um certain animators just have it, right? Yeah. And when those animators are off the project, people don't know what to do. Or like certain directors, they just have that eye. When you don't have that eye, like I was rewatching clips. Uh, there was this great expose on Josh Whedon that came out from Vice.
1: Oh, I read. I read a little. I read like a good ch- good chunk of this. This is uh, when when Josh Whedon was our Lord and Savior. Was our master? That, that, yeah. Oh yeah. When gr- Josh Whedon was our master. Great piece. Yeah, no,
0: it's a, it's a really great piece. And I watched the um, and it gave me a lot to think about. I was like, oh, wow, these are actually some really important like things to to think about and look out for, um, because American writing is really steeped in this idea of characters don't act out their aggression towards each other. They say it in dialogue uh, and they they spit it at each other. But like I watched like the Avengers clip that was linked in the article and I was like, oh, my God. Like this movie looks kind of like bad and bland and the angles suck and the directing sucks. Like the color palette of that movie's fuggly. And then you look at the Russo Brothers films and like they they have this like they actually have like a color temperature that they go into the movie thinking about and they shoot yeah. around this color temperature.
1: The, yeah, there was a there was a great um oh god, I want to say it was every frame of painting who made a video way way back in the day about Marvel's color Grading and being like just fucking atrocious.
0: Yeah. In, like all their movies. Constantly atrocious.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that shit sucks. Although, I, what I did want to say, Miles, is it is Avengers 1, 2012 is Avengers, is definitely one of those movies that we are slowly but surely starting to see people like turn on and say, eh, that was good. rewatching it again today. Eh, it's, it's not that good. Like yeah. the uh, the real the real novelty of what it was at the time has been compl- like I I I can't even like Miles you know what's so funny is like trying to explain to some kid or whatever today some fucking some some Zoomer New Game Plus kid that like Avengers one in 2012 was like such a cool deal because we got to see Iron Man and Captain America and Thor and Hulk together. Meanwhile, like. They have all these movies where like, yeah, Thor's just like Guardians of the Galaxy are just casually in the new Thor movie or whatever, you know, like Doctor Strange just casually plays a major role in the the new Spider-Man or whatever, you know, like they're just so stooped in like these crossover now and they've gotten so big now that the novelty of what it was is like completely lost. So what's left is the movie and it's not that good.
0: I mean, and I, I don't, I honestly, I don't want to be that guy, but like, even when I saw Avengers in the theater, I was like, that was fine. Like, I don't remember, I, I didn't remember it a week after seeing it. I remember thinking it was like kind of whatever. And it just kind of flew by me, but everyone was like, that was so amazing. And I was like, I guess. Yeah. Miles, it was so amazing
1: to see Iron Man and Hulk and Captain exactly. America and Thor no on screen. No one
0: saw the film. No one saw yeah. the film.
1: Yeah. We went and saw all these characters we like together because at the time, like this whole universe shit was kind of like this novel wacky idea that that seemed like kind of unbelievable that they pulled it off in on the first time they did it, you know, not let alone like Infinity War End game or, you know, God forbid. Yeah. What and mean, and here's is. the thing. Like, I can give them credit.
0: They did pull it off. I think yeah. I think I think that Joss Whedon's you know writing follies are are obviously there, but like he managed to juggle all these characters and and they're all on screen. I mean, let's I mean, be moments. real. I mean,
1: Kevin Feige managed to juggle all these characters. Let's give the proper credit. That's fair. Uh, that's wh- completely where, fair. Where it's due, but like. To give, I mean, like, I guess to give to give Whedon, like a little bit of credit on the first Avengers movie, it feels if, if I feel like the first Avengers movie does a relatively good job giving everyone their their time. Yeah, everyone
0: everyone gets their screen time and everyone gets a a chance to talk about themselves. Yeah, the only exception, and that is, is due to the script. Like, yeah, to be fair to him.
1: Yeah, so so yeah, I I don't hate. I don't have the same hate boner for Whedon that, like, I know, like, a lot of other people do. Well, it's it's uh, because
0: it's his, they were disappointed in him. And also his character sucks. I mean, here's the thing. Like, it, it is a case of, like, I don't have a hate boner for Kevin Spacey. I just think that the fact that Kevin Spacey is, like, this absolute criminal who got away with it is really funny in in like a dark in a dark horrible like like i mean it is the same thing with like the reason that jeffrey epstein is funny like i cannot believe that this that that one man could have been this evil for this long
1: it's like a it's yeah it's like it's like baffling like laughter you know yeah it's like a complete like bewilderment you know yeah, we're, we're Joss Whedon. But the, the, the reason people are sad is that, is that
0: Joss Whedon represented, like, the burgeoning nerd culture and the idea that nerds could be king. And especially that nerds could be king in, in Hollywood, the tastemakers of the world. Like, I was watching The Sopranos today, and I like The Sopranos a lot. I, I'm not going to dunk on The Sopranos. Don't, everyone, don't be scared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the crack house, the crack house does not stand opposed to The Sopranos
0: we we have to make a a definitive list of what television shows the the crack house opposes (laughs) (laughs) uh oh oh well lovecraft country's probably lovecraft country's the big one yeah um what's what's that what's that um i mean you you um, i i I I don't oppose
1: reasons why. I don't oppose like I, I
0: no. Like, I was I was about to say what's that anime that you watched where like the where you really wanted this relationship to develop? They were at the end of high school and then it just didn't happen till the last episode. <laughs> That's I, the one yeah, you just,
1: just because, just because. Dude, I love the idea we make this list, and it's all these like what shows are these? <laughs> like yeah, like they're just, all like
0: what what is this? Like <laughs> like no one has thought about Lovecraft Country besides me. Since 2019, yeah. when it came out, or 2020, when it came out, I don't remember uh, who uh, cares?
1: exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like I hate, I, I, I hate th- like the kicks or whatever on Apple TV. You know, it's like yeah. who the fuck, like what?
0: Yeah, it's it's just like or like Rocket Power. We oppose Rocket. Yeah, yeah, power we oppose. Yeah, show. we
1: oppose Rocket Power. No one should be mad at that, by the way.
0: No, Rocket Power is is, is a fucking F tier property. Like it? It's just it sucks. It's shit. It's fucking dog water.
1: It's it's just uh, it's 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 just not. It's. Just... <laughs> it, it's Look, just I mean, here's the
0: thing: if you have any nostalgia for the adventures of Otto and Reggie <laughs> and <laughs> and Squid, more power to you. I guess wasn't one of the names Sam. Yeah, Sam is squid. Okay. He is not on your top 10 Sams in video no, games.
1: No, he's list, he's not lot. on my t- unfortunately did not make the list for top 10 Sams yeah. in video games.
0: Well, it's it's what it's Sam Gideon, Sam Porter, um Sam serious yeah, Sam, oh, serious Sam, Sam, Sam.
1: Sam uh we uh Jetstream Sam. Jetstream right, Sam, 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 yes. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. And then, oh, Sam from Until Dawn. She's on my list. Uh, and, and Sam I also and Max. Want... Yes. Yeah, Sam from Sam and Max. Uh, I should make this video one day because it's just so fucking stupid. Like, Yeah, it's, it's just section. so dumb.
0: We're like, and here's the thing. You don't even like Vanquish that much, but you got to talk about like, Sam Gideon's a cool Sam.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh uh, Samuel Hayden from uh, from the, Do- the modern yes. Doom games. He's on the list. Yes. And, uh... <laughs> I see. That's like eight, right? It's like eight. Yeah, uh, but it
0: is just funny to think like you haven't even played more than like five hours of Death Stranding, and you're going to talk about Sam is Sam Porter Bridges, Porter Bridges is one of the best, is one of the top Sams
1: in gaming. Yeah.
0: Well, once Director's Cut comes out, I, I have a feeling you'll finish,
1: especially once you get to play it with the PS5 controller. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god, dude! Oh, I cannot fucking wait. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I uh, I was really pleasantly ha- surprised when I saw that. uh... When I when I saw that that uh that announcement that director's cut uh leak or Steam page leak made me feel uh feel real real fucking good. <laughs> oh, I do I do have
0: one topic that I'd like to sneak in here. Okay, I, I, go for I have it. One topic I'd like to sneak in here. Um because I made a joke about Mario, the Chris B and I said Chris Pratt. And I'm sick yeah. of that joke. And I re- and, overused and I just, jokes is what you yeah, wanted to talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about overused jokes, but specifically the amount of lazy NFT jokes that there are in the world, where like you can just fucking it all form comes back. Likes you it all comes back to form next. likes by just being like fuck NFTs, like and. And we both think NFTs are fucking stupid. It's an absurd, dumb thing. We we all agree. Like similar
1: even... to Jeffrey Epstein, I think about FT- NFTs and just start fucking laughing at myself. Yeah, you know, it's like...
0: funny because it's baffling. But like, there are people who like generally they're like, uh, if I ever see an NFT user, I'll make sure to to mouth rape him.
1: Fuck NFTs. Like, see, these are the people I I also ha- like. These are the people where I'm like, oh, you are you are the people. Like, I already hate seeing this shit. But you are the motherfuckers that are going to make me mute this goddamn three-letter word. Like, like, yeah. So I never like have that, to deal with this shit again.
0: That's the, well, and what we were talking about with, like, porn Twitter, where, like, porn Twitterers is just a bunch of communists waiting for their shot to be heard. Like, I, I knew someone who, like, had a porn Twitter, and they, they actually said, if you voted for Bernie Sanders in the primary, I will send you a nude. And I, I called her bluff, and I said, all right, bet. Here, here, and I actually did, and I actually genuinely voted for fucking Bernie Sanders in in the primary. Sorry, and, everyone. And, and wait, well, what, hold on. How'd you prove it? Um, I didn't. I, I'm just, I'm just putting because my fucking cards on the Because taking a
1: photo of, of the ballot is illegal. I know. <laughs> it's like a I know. Act.
0: Yeah, I know. And uh, and I fucking didn't show her. And I just said, all right, bet I live in California. Here's my fucking zip code that I voted in. Uh, I voted for fucking Bernie Sanders. And then she sends me the fucking tit pic. Um, he did it. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, I actually did not fucking expect you to do that. I I don't even like nudes. I just wanted to see if you were fake or not. Like I literally, I just told her up front. I'm like, I actually don't like nudes, and I don't care at all. I just wanted to see if you were a piece of shit or not. And she's Ew, like, Nope, here's gross. Yeah. And she's like, Nope, here's the nude. And I was like, Okay, cool, bye. And I like never looked at it again. I I don't even I I don't even remember what the fucker tit looked like. I'm sure it was a mid. <laughs> I'm sure it was fucking mid. You know what? I'm because sure it was, a... was
1: was was a, was fucking commie
0: fucking flat, dude. Her fucking commie tits had just been used by every man at the public housing. That's that's the other thing about the... Communist yeah, we all get to mon- share
1: right under communism, right? I the, know what the, he wants the, to the about. The communist
0: monopoly video that I love is that all the spaces are labeled the public spaces, <laughs> so you can't buy them. Like, that, that shit is so funny. <laughs> that video is so good. um <laughs>
1: my favorite is is go to gulag and then there's one where it's go eight steps back which sends you which sends you to gulag Gulag. but the funny thing about it is someone pointed out the meta of monopoly
0: is that jail is actually the best space to be on so in the in communistopoly gulag is the best place because since there's no three-turn penalty to get out of jail being in the gulag forever is the most optimal space to be in
1: wait but no you can't win the game you only can win the game if you're the last person on the board and you're and you're considered sort of out of the game if you get sent to the gulag. Oh, so yeah, the gulag that's true. is yeah. the gulag is the loose condition. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, if you basically just have to live your life and
0: round the board until you get put into the gulag, and that's how you yeah. win.
1: Yeah, no, no. You keep rounding the board, and you want to avoid the gulag until your other players get thrown in it. Well, no, exactly. The point I'm making is that you just keep rounding the board yeah, until you, until you board are arrested. keep the board until nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, until you yeah, are until you go to jail. Yeah, or go to the gulag. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I, like, I'm like, so just, with I'm you so about so this. Over about these yeah. about uh, anyone. I'm just so over literally anyone talking about NFTs because I've just accepted that it's like literally no one on Twitter uh, who be, be it a supporter of nfts or a detractor of nfts knows like literally anything about what they're talking about so i just am like i'm just so over this no People's, it is truly like, funny how many people it. i know who hate
0: nfts but could not tell you why they just they just know that nebulously they damage the environment
1: yeah and but like they don't even know like to what extent or like why what
0: like yeah why happens, or happens like, why i mean like it, it's just it has everything to do with just CO2 created by graphics cards. It's really that easy to explain. But again, in the same way that we have Nebulous Kino, I also think that we have to make a a, a statement, and I will call it... nebulous correct opinion
1: oh yeah no i hate this shit i oh i i hate i hate the shit so much miles you're you're triggering me dude you're
0: triggering me we can come up with a better name but like this this idea of the nebulous right opinion where you don't have all the facts or even all the information necessary to truly have this opinion but someone told you that's the right one you gotta have it Yeah,
1: here, here's a good, here's a good, nice, timely one, Activision Bad. Yeah. Like, like, Activision Bad. It's like, all right, cool, you read, like, one or two tweets or whatever, and you, you just like, all right, Activision Bad. Like, but then to go out, and that's one thing to read those tweets and think Activision Bad, like, move on with your fucking life, and, and, and you know, may may and, and you may or may not make any changes to your purchasing, you know, decisions, but you just move on with your life. it's another thing to say Activision bad, then go and just tweet Activision bad. And like, not really even like look into, to why are the specifics or, or like, you know, what's, what they're even being accused of or, or know anything about what's going on. You know, it's like, and, and, this is, and it's just this annoying. Like, it's just what? annoying. Like, like I just and am so know? over people offering like their opinion is like nothing. They're like, what, what is there interesting or new here? You know? And do
0: you know who we have to blame all of this on Sam? Jack Dorsey. No. Ready? Nickelback. Nickelback was the first nebulous right opinion where you were supposed to dislike Nickelback. I don't care if you've never listened to a Nickelback song. it's their fault? (laughs) No, no. I'm just saying, like, Nickelback in general. Like, Nickelback was the NFT of the 2010s.
1: It's like... It's you don't have to so listen to funny. a Nickelback
0: song. You don't have to know anything
1: about Nickelback. You're just supposed to know you don't like them. I just, its like, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's like saying, it's like, like, who's responsible for the start of World War II? And instead of saying like Hitler or like the Nazis or like Germany, you say the results of World War I. Like, yeah, you aren't wrong. Like, yeah, sure. But like, that's just, that was the cause, not the effect, you know, and I was asking about the effect. <laughs> no, it, it would
0: it would be like specifically blaming the mark. Like being like the cause of of World War II was the was the, the money not being worth much. Like you know what I the mean? Ca-
1: the cause of World War II was the death of Franz Ferdinand that kicked <laughs> off World War One. It's like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I guess. No, but like you hear, you hear my point. Like the like we have, no, we I have cultivated you. a culture of there is just an opinion that if you meme it into existence,
1: enough people will have it. It's cool to hate Nickelback, right? It's like a cool thing to hate Nickelback. You know, it's the same thing we talk about with when we bitch about uh, uh big titty vampire lady uh, from Re Eight, like, Lady uh, D. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, cool to it's cool to be a it's fucking like, pathetic cum slut for slut her food for, cock. for Lady D. Yeah, it's like it's like cool online to like sim for Lady D. We're like if I got on Main Miles, if I got on main and was like, "Oh my god, Marin from My Dress-Up Darling is so hot. I cannot believe they put this gif in a real anime. It dead ass looks like hentai. Oh, fuck hell yeah." Like I I would be I would be uh I would be I would be removed from all my Twitter group DMs. I wouldn't be allowed at the guilty gear strive by weeklies anymore and I would be canceled, Miles, if I tweeted yeah. something like that. But if I sip for lady D, if I want her to step on me, I can tweet that and get a thousand retweets. I can explain the Lady D thing though. Ready? Yeah. And, and
0: you're going to hate this. You're truly going to hate this. The Lady D thing comes from this misaligned concept of the male feminist or the male respect for the woman by propping them up artificially as stronger or more powerful than them. I'm aware that I sound like a fucking, like, like Alpha, Beta, Sigma, like, right now, like,
1: like i truly no, i'm aware i know dude i i know i had a feeling like this is kind of where you're where you're going with this i know i totally recognize this too that like a lot of that a lot of people i saw during the midst of this during the golden era if you will or whatever the uh, what's the opposite of the golden era miles the dark era i guess the dark ages of the lady <laughs> the the online. Era. <laughs> the septic era <laughs> By the way, I'm sorry. Quick aside: Is there anything funnier than just like telling someone to go like dip their head in a septic tank, or like sit, se- or like like Is there anything funnier than telling or doing no, that's anything really good. regarding a septic tank? And anyways, I'm sorry. Anyways, like during the dark, during the septic era of of the lady desimping online, I just noticed that a lot of the people, like notable people, I saw do it I'm like sub, 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 like, and, but and that's the thing, like you. Like whenever you see people like like
0: Samus is okay to sexualize, right? Samus is okay to sexualize because Samus is like Bayonetta, where there is this this sort of like pe- when people sexualize Samus or Bayonetta, there is this inherent idea that they are coming out as submissive, even though you know there's a lot of Riona in Super Metroid. Like when she dies, that shit's kind of hot. Like she her armor explodes and she moans like that shit. I was I got a boner when I was like 14 from that <laughs> shit, right? Like it's okay. We can yeah, was,
1: Miles wasn't allowed to play M-rated
0: games until he was 17, by the way. Just in case anyone got any I listeners. actually The first M-rated game I got to play was Devil May Cry 1, and I was 15 years old. Oh, okay. I, uh, then when I was 16, my parents made a rule that if I bought it with my own money, I could play it. And so the I first see. M-rated game I ever bought was Mad
1: World. Ah. That's fun. That's fun. First ever M rated game I bought, Dark Souls on the 360. Ooh, that's a good one. Didn't really get very far in it though. I didn't really. Yeah, get, yeah. Well,
0: you got into Dark Souls when you got on PC. Like that was your big thing.
1: Yeah, I was. I was, Yeah, I was. Uh, I was 19 when I when yeah. I played Dark Souls. So I was a little older. Because I specifically remember you you actually not
0: liking Bloodborne, being like, I hate that. Like when I fail, I lose these items. Like that was something you said
1: to me, and I was like, Oh I- yeah, that shit, Yeah, I, I'm still like not 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 crazy about that. You know, I I had a really nasty realization the the other day, Miles. That, like, I just don't love Bloodborne, dude. Like, I, and it's That's not funny. even that I think the game is, like, bad. Far from it. I think the game is excellent. But I I can't drum up a lick of passion for the game. It's, like, so sad. But
0: no, but you know what, Sam? I think if it comes to PC and it's at 60 FPS, I think you will be I'll, able I'll, to find I'll that passion. I'll get
1: some more joy. And, and here's the deal. I think I'll even be able to find that passion, too, if the game just gets fucking re-released on PS5, too. In in like uh with 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 an updated patch there of some kind, I think I could I think I could 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 maybe find find the joy or find a bit a bit more to to love about the experience because everything I I think about I th- when I think about Bloodborne I think about how 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 a how like good it is but b more importantly how integral it was to introducing me to the rest of the the series and actual like from games um beyond like shit like Neo like the Alpha to Neo and Salt and Sanctuary which are like souls inspired experiences. Yeah, very uh y- yeah, v- v- very very interesting. But back to your original point about the o- the o- overused overused bits. Yeah, this shit throws me up a fucking wall. It just I, it it makes me like I like I w- few words can describe how ir- like genuinely like irritated I get when I see this shit online. It just it throws me up a fucking wall cuz I just see it as like nothing but cloud chasing. Yeah. And it's like, because here's the deal: it's one of these things where it's like, I I could do it too. Like, there's a lot of opinions that like I don't share publicly that are these quote unquote like correct opinions that I like the, the, do genuinely. The nickelback, have.
0: we'll call it the Nickelback take. We're like, yeah. where 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 just by saying it, you are going to get almost no pushback, and people are going to be conditioned that like they're not going to agree. agree; they're conditioned, conditioned to, agree. to agree.
1: Yeah uh and and to me like like, being on
0: reddit and saying the witcher 3 is your favorite game like even if you are like me and you don't care that much like if you use reddit enough and you see enough fervor for the witcher 3 like i i have accepted that the witcher 3 probably is not going to be for me but like when the witcher 3 came out and i saw it getting all this fervor whenever someone's like yeah the witcher 3 is a great game i didn't have that instinct i had with like horizon or
1: um you just believed it you just believed it You know, you didn't, you didn't have this visceral fucking, no, it's not like, like in in the same way, like when, like, it's not like, there's no way it's that good. You know, like, and then then I played it myself and I was like,
0: oh, that's probably isn't for me. And again, the moment I did that, I was sort of demystified of just like, oh, a lot of these people are just like, like they all, they bought in. They, they bought in and they they tried it and they ended up agreeing and then more than anything else they kind of kept coming back to spaces where the Witcher was – where they were reminded of the Witcher. They were brought back into discussions of the Witcher and like more and more this game kind of grew on them because they were in these spaces that kept bringing it up. And, and this is – this happens to everyone. This is not like me saying their taste is invalid. This is just what happens in discourse spaces.
1: It it's just cool to like The Witcher Three. It's like a cool, respected thing to say that like The Witcher Three is like your your favorite game, right? Whereas if I were to go into a, a if I were to go into a Reddit and say, "Oh yeah, Sonic Adventure Two battles my favorite game ever," like there would definitely be some fucking pushback. Yeah, for to put I, it, I think lightly, it would be you know? a
0: it would it would be an opinion that that enough people respect. Like like I always think about this with Ocarina of Time, where I'm like. It's not cool to say Ocarina of Time is your favorite game ever anymore, but it is still cool to say it's a fucking great, you know, heater video game. Yeah. Like, like, that's kind of the the thing is like, you'll get some pushback from some people who don't like Ocarina of Time if you say it's your favorite. But if you just say, yeah, that game is fucking fire, enough people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I agree. Totally, totally, totally. I, I think that there is a certain strong response to hearing the word favorite. Whereas if you're like, yo, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle fucking owns enough, people would be like, oh, fuck yeah, hell yeah, it does. It, it's, a, it's a it's a psychological thing, a very weird psychological kind of conditioning where where when you hear best or favorite your mind is more uh your mind's a little more on it like you're more more because because you associate
1: that yeah because you associate the word best with being well better than everything else so if you were to hear someone say like like a sonic adventure 2 battle is the best or is like their favorite yeah your mind would jump to like oh but what about uh mario 64 you know what about what about what about
0: sonic unleashed the better game Uh, no that's just me (laughs) no
1: i literally you literally you
0: Uh, (laughs) oh but uh
1: (laughs) but to be fair i've actually never played sonic adventure 2 so oh my god dude Oh man, you uh, you would hate it cuz you fucking hate everything. You little bastard. Yeah, but, I think uh, it might be too late.
0: That's the thing. I think it might be too late and I'm kind of just happy like accepting that you like the game and accepting this fandom that it has. Like I, th- I think I'm just happy letting next people time, be happy Next about time next
1: time we Adventure get 2. together and hang out, we'll do I'll just do a full playthrough of Sonic Adventure 2 and I'll just sit there and I'll watch but, and I'll Yeah, enjoy and it. you could get to experience <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2 through through me because here's the problem Miles with 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 the Sonic games if you watch like people like Egoraptor play them, who are just the most incompetent gamers ever, like, yeah, just absolute s- pathetic play. Yeah, well, it's it's not even necessarily that. Like, there's 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 like p- true pathetic play again, like e- the Egoraptor play, and then there's people who just like don't know how to play a fucking Sonic game, and like those, and, like Sonic is a series that looks way bad when it's being played, quote unquote, incorrectly. Um... So like you'll actually see like the game like look fun. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I'll I'll do the I'll do
0: the outro. I'll do the outro for you. All right. All right, Please. so uh we just did way too much material and we're going to have to do a cut content. Also Sam got the hiccups towards the end of it, so I'm taking over the entire end of the episode unless Sam thinks of something funny that he's going to pitch in. Uh but uh for now, if you want to be a true crackhead don't bother with the Twitter. I mean, I'd love it if we could get over 100 followers, but we don't, and that's never going to happen because we never use the account, <laughs> and gives a shit? and also fuck the website. Um, uh, you can simp for Lady D in our fucking Discord as well. You don't have to do it in public like an embarrassment. Simp for
1: Lady D's yeah, Lady
0: D's nuts. So join the Discord. Link is in the description of the episode. Sam,
1: any last words? Uh, yeah, fuck the Metaverse, that's all. Good night. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Anime thighs When she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye
0: Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh She got them big ass titties She's only fine Hey, Bitch I'm bout to fuck this cutie So I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out With just one hit Like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded Like little bitch I don't want drama I still hit when she says no Don't understand when she don't wanna a hey, Sword fighting with my penis Like I'm in a fucking dojo All these
1: bitches want me Like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny Like it was a no show Bitch don't watch a coochie Watch anime with the frozen, my motherfucking bitch. I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss. And man if you talk shit, tell Ryuk you on a list. Yeah, your sister is my groupie. She take this anime dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch. I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy. You can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice. Bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thoughts, when she opened up so what? I got t- five